Warning, this podcast contains explicit language because crazy shit happens at camp. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Midwest Storytime. My name is Todd, and this is my friend Matt. Hello, I am still Matt. Hello there, still Matt. I thought you just went by regular Matt. Uh, I have many names. None of them ever stick, though. That is very true. You're a man that you've never really hammered down a nickname. That's true. The closest I ever got was a teacher. He insisted on calling me Mike. Mike? Yep, called me Mike the whole fucking time. That's not even... That's yeah. not even like a nickname. <laughs> no, no, it's not. What the hell? Oh, that's, uh, that's so weird. I don't, I don't think you've ever told me that before. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was my ornithology professor. Yeah, he was, he was a, a very old man, who I assume he has previously known a Mike that looked a lot like me, and he just decided that I was that guy. Hello there, not Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I corrected him for the first two weeks of that class. Yeah, I had someone call me John the other day, and I was like, ah, it's okay. It doesn't. It's close enough. <laughs> I don't really matter to you anyway, so yeah. you don't really matter to me. I don't really care about correcting you. Well, as, in the interest of getting you uh, closer to back towards the rails, I also, uh, the summer camps that I went to, they gave you nicknames every year. Like Everybody went by a nickname, and I had a different one every time I went to that place. That's That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Not even even with the same kids, like the same kids. Sure, I mean a lot of the kids would come back year after year after year, and I just got a different nickname every time I was there. Why wouldn't they just pick one? Because none of them stick. They're never quite right. That's okay. okay the longest, Mike. yeah, the longest one I ever had was uh, Mister Clean because I had a shaved head. I uh, yep. Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought up camp nicknames and such because we're going to be talking about camp life this on this episode. I signed up to work at a camp as a counselor 
right out of high school. So like senior year of high school, my best friend was like, hey, we need to go and apply for these jobs and we can get them and we'll write references for each other. We can get this awesome cushy camp job and we can have and just have just a great fucking time being at camp. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. You know, outdoors, fucking outdoors, all that stuff. So my best friend and I decide to apply for the summer camp. We write each other good references. We get other good references. We get interviewed and we get the job. Wait, hold on. You two who never worked there before could write each other references? Yes. That is stupid. That is how this camp worked. So we wrote each other the references and we got in. We got our stuff. They said report for counselor training and lifeguard training and stuff like that. So we did. And we worked the whole time, got to know the staff, got to know each other. It's kind of like my first time working with people other than in my private school setting. So like these are like working public people. So it's kind of like the first time I ever met any people. Right, right. And, you know, it's doing something I love. I love working with students. I love being able to teach. And I thought it was going to be a great time. Get to meet some girls, maybe, you know? Sure. We do all the training. We get to the training. We ace the training. I'm a lifeguard, licensed waterfront lifeguard. We do deep water searches. We do all that stuff. It's really annoying, by the way. That joint had a lake, right? Yeah, it did. It had a big lake. And we had to search the bottom of it for, like, dead bodies all the time. That's what a deep water search is. You're finding the carcass of a drowned child. That's what we were training for. Neat. Just happy thoughts. You know? Yeah. You know, for whenever you inevitably fuck this up. Exactly. Because we're all teenagers running this place. My best friend gets fired the very first day. So camp opens. We have our first day. The second day, my best friend gets asked to leave or told to leave. So the guy who wrote you a reference that got you a job got fired. Yes, from that job. Neat. More more importantly, the man I gave a reference to (laughs) got fired. That's the more important part. A a little troubling that that wasn't like a package deal. (laughs) Oh, you vouch for him? Oh, I'll see you later. Yeah, exactly. So he got fired the first day because he was being reckless with guns. <laughs> yeah, that's a solid reason to fire somebody. He was the rifle range teacher uh, <laughs> at this camp, and he was mishandling weapons. Excellent. Around the kids. Well, yeah, you don't mishandle weapons by yourself. Oh, my gosh. He was teaching them to shoot at, like, metal and shoot at trees and... Nope. That's all bad. Oh my gosh. He didn't practice any gun safety and they fired his ass on the first day. Yeah. You know, better to do that than wait till he shoots a kid. Yeah, exactly. Now they were, now we're not talking like, you know, giant cannon handguns here. We're talking rifles, right? 22 rifles. That's what we're talking, but still teaching the kids improper gun safety that's something that could could still kill them. Like, you could still die from a Oh, yeah. You can die from a ricochet just as easily as a regular bullet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I get this news, and they're like, you can, you can leave or you can stay. I was like, I'm going to stay, you know. He fucked up, but, you know, I'll, I'll stay. I got left alone, but I made do. 
first time making friends outside. I, I already spent like two weeks in training with all these people. So I kind of felt like, you know, I'm starting to thrive. I'm, I'm hitting my, I found out that, you know, there are other people in the world and they have problems just like I do. Even adults tend to make bad decisions. So. Oh yeah. They got their hooks into me is what happened. I've went on to become counselor of the week, counselor of the year, came back as an administrator, helped run it. I'm a donor now, et cetera. Well, maybe not anymore, but because they don't really need donors anymore. But why don't they? They've got more important people than me. That's ah, why. Ah. They've got wealthier and more important people than I. Sure, sure. That makes sense. So my $200 yearly probably pales in comparison to the man that built them a log cabin. So probably, yeah. I wanted to tell you primarily today about that first week and how much hell that first week was. Oh boy. Yes. This is a stay over camp. The kids stay over. It's it's like the kids get there on they get there on Sunday and they leave Friday. So they get there Sunday afternoon and they leave Friday. So by Monday, my best friend has been fired. So he's already gone. Yep. My week is just beginning with the firing of my best friend because he was being an idiot. They definitely should have fired him. I just want to say that. Well, yeah, it's just, out. you know, devastating to you, the person that was relying on him. Yeah, he was my anchor point to home and stuff like that. So I'm a little, I'm starting to get a little homesick too, but they also gave me the youngest cabin, the very youngest kids just now getting away from their parents for the first time. That's exciting. Now, I do have a co-counselor, and his name is David, but he's completely worthless. He's absent. He doesn't show up. He's fucking the other counselors. He's 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 basically there to party, and that's what David's there for. And, you know, fine, whatever. But what I don't forgive him for is leaving me to deal with all this shit. I'm still a little upset about it. Take care of our kids first, and then, then get your dick sucked. Come on. Now we're talking, we have everything. We have everything dealing in this cabin and he's absent for it. We've got bedwetting. We've got lost shoes. We've got towels We've missing. We've got clothes missing, missing socks, missing shoes, missing pants. All the kids are homesick and they're, they're young and they're, that's what they're supposed to be, right? Like I'm not, I didn't go into it not realizing that. Sure. So they give you like different techniques and how to deal with with them being homesick and stuff like that. And you kind of, you kind of learn on the way to on the job. Now, let me go into detail about each child that was under my care for the week. Okay. okay. First one, we're going to, all these names are totally changed by the way. So let's talk about Thomas. Thomas is the first kid and I call him the horse kid. Thomas was super excited to be around horses because they have horses there. He signed up for horses every day. Every time slot, he put horses in there. Kids there on a mission. Yes. I'm here to see the horses and I'm here to ride and master the horse. And in order to kind of like encourage the kids to be outside and not stay in the cabin, like the cabin windows are all kept shut. They're like, they're old rackety old shacks that we live in basically. Yeah. They're painted, they've got a metal roof, they're painted dark brown to hide all the holes and stuff from the inspector. Yeah, that makes sense. The The cabins can get up to like 110 degrees in the daytime, because it's summer and there's no air conditioning in these things. Now, it's like, go outside, kids. Go away. Go, go do stuff. And this kid's like, I'm on a mission to do horses. 
Well, turns out Thomas is terrified of horses. Huh. He is deathly afraid of horses, but he told his parents he was doing it for the horses. So he committed to every day of horses. That's kind of admirable. I know. I love this kid. Now, what he didn't tell me was that he has been so afraid of the horses that he has been filling his pants of shit the whole time. Huh. So he has been shitting all over himself on the horses because he's been so scared. (laughs) And what he did is that he took his pants and crumpled them up into a ball and shoved them into the cabin underneath the bunk beds. Awesome. The 110 degree Fahrenheit cabin. Yeah, that, that's correct. That I found a shit treasure trove on Wednesday of the week. How many pants did this kid bring? He brought like 20 pairs of pants. Because it's... he filled 10 of them by Wednesday. It's like he planned ahead. I know, but I have, I mean, you walk by the, like the window of our cabin and it just reeked of shit by Wednesday. It's the counselor's job to fix it. I, I have to like get all of his shitty pants and I, I talk to him about it and I confront him and he's like, I'm just really afraid of horses. And I'm like, you signed up for horses. It was your choice. You chose to do all this. He goes, yeah, it's because I told my parents I was going to do horses, but I really don't like horses. Like you could change your mind. You could not do that. You could not shit all over yourself all day long. That's entirely an option. It's like, oh, that's so cool. I can just change. I'm like, oh my God, yes. I will personally go to all of the counselors and talk to them. So we go and we talk to him. He wants to try archery. He wants to try riflery. He wants to try uh, you know, the climbing and the sailboating and I'm like, awesome. I'm so glad. But I had to wash his jeans. So I washed all of his pants in the washer and I gave him some clean clothes back and he no longer shit himself the rest of the week, which was just admirable. I was so proud. That that is wild. Now this is all going on. Like he's filling his pants while I'm dealing with the other kids too. That's just one kid. Yeah. So next kid is his name is Shane and Shane is like a tubby kid because you know I'm a tubby kid too amen still a still a tubby kid right now you know he's just trying to fit in like you can tell he's been made fun of he's trying to fit in with the rest of the group and they're just kind of like they're not really liking him because he can't really run with them kind of thing and they make fun of him and I'm like you better I'm like you quit that shit right now this is camp he might not be able to run fast as fast as y'all but you know what his worth is unseen right so we have to do a camp skit on like Wednesday or Thursday night. And Shane volunteers to be the cow in the skit. That was a poor decision. I was like, Shane, I was like, I don't think you should be the cow. First off, our skit doesn't involve a cow. So a cow is not needed to be in the skit. He's like, but I want to be the cow. It's like, I mean, what people are going to say that you're overweight and you're the cow. And they're going to point at that and they're going to laugh. He goes, I don't care. I want to be the fucking cow. Oh, he doesn't say fucking, but, you know. If only he, he says did. So I let him be the cow. We incorporated the cow into our skit somehow. I don't remember what that skit was, but 
people were people were rolling with laughter. Like I got him a he wanted udders, so I got him a a latex glove that was blown up like a balloon. And <laughs> like he we found like cow we had like cow thing in the lost and found that we found over the week because of another kid. Wait, and what? hold let's cycle back to that real quick. <laughs> so okay. You One of the, the kids the lost and found? It was like a like a cow it was a cow print vest. Huh. Yeah, like a cow print vest and the loft and found and he wanted so, to wear it. So like a like a black and white, like Holstein mm-hmm. print vest. Yes. Made cow, for a child. Made for a child. That some parent sent with their child. To camp. And then left there and didn't want back. Fascinating. Continue. Okay, so he's wearing, and it's too it's too small for him. So, like he's busting out of it, and he wants to be the cow. He's got udders, and he makes no he makes moo noises the whole time, and like everyone starts laughing with him. And the camp director comes up to me, and he goes, "Why did you make him be the cow?" <laughs> I was like, "I I swear to you, it was not me. He wanted to be the cow. I tried to talk him out of being the cow. He wanted to be the cow." And he goes. Why didn't you tell him that he was overweight and that people would make fun of him? I said, that's exactly what I told him. And he still wanted to be the cow. He goes, really? It's like, yes, I would not have allowed it to go on if he would not have been so adamant. He's like, okay, he's the cow. That's what he wanted to be. So I'm going to tell his parents later when they see these photographs. This was not my idea. Okay, so next kid, let's talk about how we found the the cow print lost and found. Yeah, yeah, that should probably be spoken about a little bit more. Next kid is Greg. Greg was extremely poor. Me too. I mean, he was well. He was he was like super skinny. He had been like it looked like he'd been malnourished. Like he's not getting his meals for the day. Mm. He also would always go up for seconds and thirds all the time at lunch and at dinner and at breakfast like he was being he was not getting the meals he needed at home super poor kid and he had brought only two pairs of clothes to camp for the whole week yeah one for one for bedtime one for outside and that was it i was like this is just not gonna work because you're gonna smell horrible so like on tuesday or uh, i think it was on tuesday i was like let's all go together to the cat let's go to the lost and found as a cabin and let's find some clothes for Greg to wear. And so me and David and all the kids went down there to the lost and found. And we found some clothes for him. We found other clothes that the kids wanted, like the cow, cow print costume. I mean, it was all kinds of stuff. But Greg turned it into a, like a runway sort of thing. It was awesome. kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, like work it. But he he would go to the bathroom. He would change. And then he would come out. And like all of the cabin would give him feedback on his clothes. He filled his suitcase with just clothes that he was trying on from the lost and found. Don't worry. We kept track of which clothes he had. We washed all the ones to put them back in the lost and found. And, you know, I asked the counselors about this lost and found beforehand. And they're like, that lost and found is from five years ago. Like he can have whatever, whatever that is. Yeah, that's totally fine. Including the cow print stuff. That's actually like a super little team building thing you just had there. I know. And you know what? My idea. Fuck you, David. So <laughs> um, so that's how we actually got the cow print costume 
is because we did a runway thing. But this kid was like super shy Monday and Tuesday, but like Tuesday after uh, Tuesday at night, he is over being shy. He's done with being shy. And he started becoming like one of the outgoing and well, this is post post runway night, right? This is post runway model night. Yeah, no. Once you once you've done that, there's really you're there. Okay, so then we talk about some other ones. Craig was another one. He got homesick a lot. I mean, every fucking day a lot. Um, every night, eight o'clock, sun would go down, and he would he'd just be in tears. He, he was crying in the shower. He was crying while going to the bathroom. He was crying during milk raids. He was crying the whole time. I told him I told him a story every night to get him to go to bed. I would just make up crazy shit about, you know, this person said this and like they moved to this place and they, they're going on an adventure to kill this dragon or whatever. So I tell him these long elaborate stories every night. And it's like, I've heard this, you know, the Thor, uh, the, uh, the mouse says the Thor. I was like, no. The mouse had a machete. Jesus. I know. <laughs> I just started making things up. That's all I had. And uh, so I just told him these really elaborate stories. And he finally got to go to sleep. So Craig was homesick a lot. Chris was the next one. He was constantly bedwetting. And I mean, I had to get him new sheets every night. He was on the top bunk the first night. Oh, no. Pissed all over the guy underneath him. He peed. I'd be dripping down onto the first bunk and the kid got woken up in the middle of the night with piss just dripping onto his forehead that is tragic i had to clean it up first off in a hot ass cabin so i had to clean it up i had to clean the mattresses and i had to clean both their sheets and then i had to like tell them you know you guys are friends now because like otherwise he's going to tell the whole cabin and they're going to call you bedwetter the whole rest of the time well, yeah, you could almost strong arm the other one. It's like, look, you can call him bedwetter. You were the one who got pissed on. <laughs> Mutually assured destruction. Right. <laughs> it worked for the U.S. and Russia. It'll work for two children. Chris peed on Ryan. Ryan was the kid that was obsessed with other people's towels. And what, what I mean is that he would take other people's towels and rub them on his face and sniff them and steal them oh, okay and, so he is a pervert yeah a little bit and uh especially the girls towels yeah oh yeah he's definitely a pervert then i was yeah. like ryan why are you stealing the girls towels and he says they're always the softest that's a good point actually <laughs> okay that's fair that's fair they are they typically are softer i didn't i didn't know what a soft towel was until i got married um but he was obsessed with the softest towels by the end of the week we had to give back 13 towels. Wow. That's how many he stole. And I was like, Ryan, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop this. We can't be doing this, you know, in life, you know, we'll find you a good towel and the lost and found or something. But he's like, he still stole all those towels. Now, Ryan was pretty good friends with Bram. Bram, totally normal. I, I mean, I, I'm bracking my brain. I can't think of anything that Bram did that was weird. Still still was homesick and stuff like that. But, you know, he didn't fill his pants and he didn't shit everywhere. I mean, he has pretty, pretty normal standard problems with him. So nothing really crazy. The next kid was Mordecai. And he was the only black American in our whole cabin. He was asked and had to answer way too many questions about being black. Um, 
from the other kids. From the other kids. Oh, yes. That, that, not is, from... that is a very <laughs> important clarifier. <laughs> yes. He was asked a lot of questions from the other kids. And it, some of them made me uncomfortable. And I was like, I was like, I was like, Mordecai, you do not have to answer any of those. You don't have to answer any of those questions. And he goes, no, no, no. I want to, I want to, I want to answer them. First one was about his hair. Like the, all the kids wanted to touch his hair. They all wanted to play with his hair because it was different than theirs. Sure. And I mean, kids being kids, whatever. Mordecai is also known as Waffle, Waffle Stomp Kid. Oh. Oh, I know this one. So Mordecai is, he was pretty, he was pretty shy. A lot of kids that age are pretty shy about their bodies. But what happened was that he was actually so shy that during shower time, he wanted, he had to go poop, but he, he didn't want to go from the shower and the three feet it was to the stall because he would be naked while running through that little area. What happened was he was trying to put his clothes on to run across the, the little open area and while doing that he ended up pooping in the shower he was super embarrassed didn't want to tell anyone about it and what he did was he took the turd and he used his foot to kind of scoop it into the shower drain and then step on it through the shower drain and it caused the entire shower system to back up and that night is the first night I've ever plunged a shower. So he waffles. He's the waffle stomp kid. And nobody has uh, properly explained to him the benefits of just wrapping a towel. Though probably the towel thief might have had his. So (laughs) (laughs) it sort of all connects back into each other. I bet he did. I bet he had his towel. I almost guarantee it. Oh my gosh. Mordecai waffle stomp kid. Um, and all the other ones are just uh, a lead up to what I had to deal with Travis the whole time. Travis was, first off, ridiculously outgoing. Like, he'd go up to every single person, talk to every single every single girl, every single guy. He'd talk to them all the time, and he would le- not leave them alone. So he had, like, ridiculous outgoing personality. Also, super ADHD. And when I say super ADHD, I mean, oh my gosh, go run around the cabin a few times is something I said and also something he did to get rid of some of energy. Burn it off. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, that's so much fun. I was like, aha, how about another two times? (laughs) Keep it on going. Also very blunt when it comes to things. No, there's no gray area. He says exactly what it is and what's happening all the time. That all of that is normal kid stuff to me, right? Sure. I'm looking after kids, you know, look studying how to take care of students and stuff like that. All normal. It's whenever it became overtly sexual is whenever I was like, this is getting weird. Okay. On Tuesday, he fucked a stuffed squirrel. Well, stuffed in what way? Like taxidermy or like stuffed animal? Stuffed animal. Okay, that's marginally better. That he got from the camp store. So it had the camp logo and everything on it, and he was fucking it in the cabin. What you do in your own time? Salt, whatever, you know, whatever. My problem was is that while fucking this stuffed squirrel, 
he also demonstrated to the other people in the cabin, all the other campers. He was talking about how to properly lube the butthole and slip your dick inside the squirrel. There's like a just a whole host of red flags there. Yes. And I saw all of them. And we went immediately to the nurse and to the camp director and the person in charge of me. We went to him, we went to all those people. We talked about his behavior. We talked about why it was bad. We talked about how, you know, it's fine to masturbate and stuff like that when your own time, but not in public and have that sit down conversation about how to not demonstrate to the other campers how, how you fuck a squirrel. How old is this kid? Uh, maybe nine or 10. Yeah. Yeah. There might've should have been a phone call to like a legal service there. You're getting ahead of me. Okay. Good. On Wednesday, he fucked the squirrel again. And I was like, I was like, Travis, we can't be doing this. We have this talk. We had this talk. And so we went to talk to the people on Thursday. Demonstration of how to properly cup the balls was said. And finger in the butt was also said Thursday. I was like, okay, well, this, we're, we're done. We're, we're, we're done. We're done with this. I told them what happened and they're like, we gave you plenty of warnings, Travis. Like we gave you, we, we told you why we, we laid it out. We had an agreement. You didn't hold up your end. We're sorry. We're going to have to send you home. So this kid got sent home and while he was being sent home, um, the camp director pulled me aside and he talked to me about grandma was picking him up instead of mom because the police had suspected that mom had sold this kid for drugs to the drug dealer to be used by the drug dealer. And this was like, this is all going in as evidence against the mother for CPS and the grandmother is going to end up taking custody. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. So I was like, Oh man. Uh, like that's pretty heavy. That's that's real heavy. That that kid. I'm like, I don't know if it excuses his behavior. In a way, it does. That's what he knows. I mean, no, that's. But yeah, to an extent. I, I was even after like people explain it and we talked about it. I was like, man, you know, I wish that kid could have been able to stay there and finish the week out and enjoy his company with his friends because after runway night like all those kids were best friends and they all exchanged phone numbers they became all really close friends as i was thinking about that i thought to myself i was like oh shit uh like i hope he got like some souvenirs from camp and then i was like yeah he did he got a squirrel he got at least one he got a squirrel for sure and it turns out the camp director told me that before leaving, uh, they went through the gift shop uh, at the camp again, and he bought another squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh man, did you tell her that he's gonna fuck that squirrel? And uh, I didn't get a chance to tell him. I didn't get a chance to tell her that he could fuck. Be careful, he's gonna fuck that squirrel. Did not 
you know that 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 ship just kind of sailed unfortunately travis did not make it to the end he's the only one that didn't make it to the end i limped everyone else across the finish line we sit down for our end of the staff meeting for the weekend and we're like okay blah 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 happened i'm thankful for this i'm thankful for this um this could have gone better we reflect over the week and uh they mentioned my name and like i finally look up and i'm like i just want to go fucking home at this point and they mentioned my name and they said my name was uh for counselor of the week and i was like what and he goes yeah counselor of the week here you go thank you for being they called it cow by the way counselor yeah. of the week and they had a little cow that was stuffed and they gave it to me and the entire time while doing that, the only thing I thought about was Shane. The kid. Yeah, give him the cow suit. To, yeah. to be a cow in the cow suit. Yep. And that is all I thought about the whole time. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, Matt. Thank you so much for being on this episode. I really appreciate well, you. Of course. This day and every other day of my life, I appreciate you. That's so. good. <laughs> Well, until next time. Yeah, until the next go around. And that is the end of my story for today. If you liked it, please consider subscribing and liking it and sharing it with your friends. The music today was provided by the Supercontinents. And until I see you next time, please keep looking up.